coming here to worship the Lord. And this is the right place to do it. You go outside, you can't do this. This is the only place that you can freely to worship Him. Whatever that you want to worship Him. To love Him, to adore Him. Everything that He showed to us, it just worth us to, from the bottom of our heart, to love Him and worship Him. I was just so blessed this morning. When I hear Brother uh, Tim shared about all the testimonies and the different things. Uh, they just blow me, uh, what is that word, blow me out of water or <laughs> blow my mind or whatever. It just, um, it was just a, such a wonderful, wonderful thing that happened is in around the world. Um, sometime I think our vision was too short. When we look at uh, my trouble, I got this problem, I got that problem. When I saw uh, all the brother Tim had shared it this morning, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I feel so ashamed of myself. I have no problem at all. And what problem I have when I see the Lord is saving people, that a message go to the different part of the world, the thousands of thousands of people was baptized, a line up to be baptized. And look at those people, doesn't have a, probably doesn't have a change of clothes, but they come into the water to follow the word of God has said, uh, we don't have any problem. The only problem is uh, we need to get out of from the lukewarmness, and be more zealous and more com- more passionate to the word of God. Well, praise the Lord. And uh, I saw Brother Leon. Uh, Sister Lauren, uh, I saw Brother Leon's here. I, uh, huh? It was uh, so surprised me when I saw him uh, sit, uh, standing at the door over here. You've gone too long, Brother Leon. That is illegal here. <laughs> you know, sometimes only when you uh, lose some people, it's not in front of you, and then you feel the missing spot. And we appreciate it, Brother Leon, Sister Lorna, and their family has been a such a strength to us. If you don't mind, I'll just invite you um, directly to the Word of God. Let's turn to a book of Romans, chapter 8. Thank you for the musicians. Book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 28. Before we read it, let's just bow our head. Oh dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we opened up the secret scripture that again. Lord, it has never become common to us whenever we open up the scripture. Lord, it is a duty. It was a duty. It was a responsibility that we have to read a word before. But now it's become a, such a joy to read a scripture. Because we have the message that opened up in our eyes. Because you sent it at a prophet, the only revealer of the word of God to this age. Lord, when we read this Bible again, it's not just a word, it's not just ink on the paper, but it's a Jesus Christ, the display, it is a love to us. But it's the Christ of Jesus that is coming down in this hour and then to speak to our heart. Oh God, my heart was so thrilled when I saw what you've done that are around the world and in different country. Lord, though they have the, they speak a different language, though they are in a different color, maybe a different race, different uh, uh, place that they live by, different culture. But Lord, when we read to them word, when they listen to the word, we are the same people, Lord. Lord, it just seems like, it, uh, just almost feel like that's my mom, that's my dad, that's my brother, that's my sister. That's I loved so much. And then when you received the word, I just almost want to jump out and scream to you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What a wonderful God that we serve. 
Oh, your word is marvelous, Lord. Lord, that's the privilege that we have to even bring the word to the people. Even to bring the message of this hour to the people who never heard of that. Father, we thank you, Lord. We just pray you, Lord, and tonight I just open up your word again and speak to our heart. Meet the need of the people. You are the only one can feed the sheep. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. When you love God, everything works together for good. It's not just a slogan, but it becomes a reality. And literally, when you go through everything, you're expecting, say, Lord, something's going to come out of from this. And then when Lord turn around to make the things, good things come out of it, then you can scream and give the thanks to the Lord. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? What a such a powerful word that is. It's almost like when the Satan comes in front of you, you start talking to him, and who are you? Who do you think you try to do? If God be for me, who can against me? Amen. Sir, I don't let me get I'm preaching. I will never get his uh, service in hand. Uh, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. He rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as a sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all things we are more than conquer through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of a God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. May the Lord bless His word. You may be seated. Sometime you read the scripture, you just almost can feel... Uh, we say glory to God and close it and uh, go back home and then uh, enjoy the, what we have heard. Uh, nothing better than the word of God. You know, you can have a lot of things to uh, seeking in this age. It seems like there are too many things to seek and too many things waiting for you to gain. But when you get it, you'll find out it's all empty out of empty. 
there's nothing in there. But when you have the word of God that is revealed to you personally, then when it becomes dear to you, and that just uh, that word is just almost like satisfied everything that you needed. Uh, we're so thankful. Uh, I just um, can't say good enough about the service this morning to us. Uh, uh, hear all the testimonies that we heard. But I think the one thing that was really touched me, and which is I'm going to, uh, I believe the Lord had a mind in this uh, service from the morning to the night. A lot of time we're hearing and we're listening to the things, uh, you know, we come behind a pulpit, we shared about a testimony. There's many things that will show on a picture, but a lot of things that's going on behind the scene that we never saw it. That's the, I appreciated the most. You know, I do appreciate that the people go out there to preach the gospel. And I do appreciate it to go over there to hear the testimony of the healing. We bring it back and to hear how Lord saved us, how Lord doing things. But you see, all of those things, we only show in front of you. But there's many things that behind that is actually, that's the force that pushed those things is going forward. Because if there's no, not, if the, if there's no things that are behind it, that push this thing forward, you will never see those things that happen. But it's those things that behind it. It's like an unstoppable wave. Just uh, uh, give the power. Just push this forward. Just push this forward. It takes somebody to support the work of the Lord. It takes somebody... To pray for the work of the Lord. It takes somebody, and I, I don't want to mention this name, because if you mention, you're going to miss somebody. You know, like, uh, uh, but I just have to do that. For Brother Darren and Brother Cobus and all these brothers behind this sin, and the hours, hours. You know, I think about it. I sitting down there, Brother Tom, and the minister is sitting there. When we prepare for the service, it's not how much notes that we try to prepare. You try to find it in the way of the Lord. Literally, every service, if we preach it over here, I'll have to say, I'm probably going to stay sitting there for at least for 20 hours. And to just sitting down there and reading the scripture, reading the message, try to find it in the way of the Lord. Lord, what do you try to say to the people? Because we don't want to just come behind a pulpit to say something and then, uh, okay, and then we're, we're go home. You want something... Lord, it's not how much we said, but Lord, it's how much you can coming down to li- uh, to really live through what we have heard, to really deliver the people, to transform the people. Let the life of Jesus Christ live through through the people, so that we never take the service. And then I think about we doing that. And then I think about all these brothers, and they have to. Of sitting under the computer, probably hurting their back, and that they're typing in the code, and they're making a program. Then if this doesn't work, for me, it's just easy to send an email. Hey, brother Darren, can you help me to do this? Just a few words. But that few words take him for hours and hours to do a code and try to just make the page look nicer for the Bible to are about to print. And I was thinking about a brother Cobus. I don't know where is he, where is he him now. And then the other day he showed me that the program that he was, uh, he was doing. And uh, we, we try to let the people set it up, even in China, and hear it as well. And going there to uh, uh, use that program to translate it word, uh, sentence by sentence. Then he give the, uh, the data, you know, how many sentences this brother translated, how many sentences that brother sentence. Every time when I read it, it's, it's not how, how many messages they translated. I was just thinking about this one translated 1,000 sentences. If you think about it, one word of a God, if a God can take that word and reveal to the heart of a people, can save a soul. 
And that brother sitting there and translated 1,000 sentence. And that 1,000 sentence when a person read it and can transform that person's life. God bless you, Brother Peter. For even during the, while he was in the week, then he was in the hospital, then in the back from the hospital and go back to the work again and with the tumor and in his mind. And then he come and uses his cell phone with the program and translate a sentence by sentence, sentence by sentence. Think about it, my brother, my sister. This is the unsung heroes. It's not just a word, unsung hero, but this is, does, is unsung heroes. Those people that are behind us. See, I think about this is all done in this church. This is all done by the brothers sitting beside you. This is all done by the brothers and sisters sitting beside you. Have their own problem. Have their own question. Have their own things that they need. Have their own bill that has to pay. Have their own problem in their life they have to deal with. But they do not that afford the word of a God to be spreaded out. To me... That is the love of God that has shed our brow in the brothers and sisters alive. And then I was thinking about the, 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 the brother Kim was saying that our responsibility is to bring the word to the hands of the people. Then by saying that I have to go back to the years ago when I first, when I came to, uh, came to the church. As soon as I heard the message, as soon as I gave my heart to the word, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I owe my whole life to this word. And this is my life. And then I start to translate, I start to uh, reading the message. The more I read it, the more I have a burden. I said, this must be get to the people. Then I go back to, uh, to China and I go back to my hometown or different places and try to share the word with the people. Then you face the rejection. And then some people receive and some people that don't receive. Then the burden just come up. The Lord, this gospel need to be preached to the people. Then a trip after trip, a trip after trip. And then I go over there. And then when I'm coming home, I was talking with the brother Ed. I said, brother Ed, you know, I have a burden for this. What should I do? Because I heard that the people said, you know, you need to go back to the China. You need to go back to preach the gospel, to bring the gospel to them. That's exactly what I feel. I want to go to do that. And, uh, you know, when brother Ed, he says to the pastor, he give it up sometimes that advice. Sometimes it's so different from what I think that should be giving me that advice. And then he... He said, he just looked at me and I'm just nicely and talks. He said, Brother Murphy, I feel you will be more blessing by you to just be here. Because that time I already, I haven't, I, I even told my wife, I decided I want to move back. I want to move back. I want to get the gospel. I want to find a place to live. I want to share the word to the people. And I want to talk to Brother Ed. He gave me a totally different device. Then he said, I, be, I believe you will be more blessing by staying here. Amen. And by translating the word. But get a word to the people and put it in the people's hand. I'm so glad he gave me that advice. But you know what? I'm more glad, more thankful I take that advice. Because not everyone can take that advice like that. I'm so glad something living in me said to take that. And I take that. It's not some thunder, not some lightning, not some big uh, glamorous things happen. That time it doesn't even have this room over there. I was sitting in the fellowship hall. And then from the fellowship hall, we transferred, we, uh, we transferred to that uh, annex. Probably you don't even know there's a mobile, there's a mobile there because they all demolished. 
And with the brother Timothy Ma, then we started translating the message. And then he was doing the Vietnamese and I was doing the, the, uh, the Chinese. And the brother Bob Pachucci, probably many people don't, don't even know him. And he was just beside me. Every once in a while, he said, hey, Murphy, you want a smoothie? That's a Bob Pachucci's famous thing. And uh, so we worked together. Nothing glamour, nothing flashy. It's just sitting in there, sometimes even no heat. Sometimes we don't have nothing. We're just a boring, boring. Brother Darren, just like you, boring, so boring. Just typing in, just typing in. And sometimes I do the recording. I remember the first message I recorded, the be certain of God. It take me a whole week to record that message. Why? Because there's no machines. We don't have the equipment that we have. It's just a little tape recorder. If I make one mistake, the whole tape is gone. If I sneeze, the whole tape is gone. Because you can't, there's, there's no way for you to come back to correct it. And you have to do that word by word, one message after another message. But I'm so glad I take that advice. Sometimes you don't have to fully understand what is the, what is the pastor said. Or don't say to the pastor, what, you sometimes you don't fully understand what you're doing. You feel the lead, you feel the something just burning in you. You try to do, and you go to do it. It was nobody doing it. Just behind the scene, just the unsung hero. Just keep doing that. It seems like what you did doesn't bless anybody. It seems like you just translated a message, just recorded a message, just put it on there. Who's going to read? Then I'm thinking that your reasoning started to say, if we don't preach the gospel, who's going to read the message? But I take that advice. I go to do that. I'm so glad all these brothers that are in China, they're different person. Would you mind if I talk this this way? And they're, they're, they're working together. We translate in a message. After the message, there's a team that's working. And by God's grace, today we have a 600 message uploaded in the message hub. And by God's grace, we have a 396 voiceover recorded message that is up on the message hub. By what? All those unsung heroes. How we thankful to the Lord. And then, after the years, after years of labor, then you saw the result of it. You saw that the people, they coming into the word. You, you saw the people was baptized. As I was sharing with you about a little updated in China, that the people in the minus 40, uh, minus 40, you think this is cold? This up in the north of the, in the China, it was a minus 40. And the people ride on their tricycle and they ride on the four hours come to hear the little message. And brother David said one thing was really touched me. He said, and he, they, he gave it in a message to them. So they're back to the the the, uh, the one brothers of the house. That's uh, their uh, they they try to uh, witness to them. And he said, as soon as they walk into the room, he said, brother Murphy, I hear that voice was playing. That they're listening to the message. He said, I know by then, right there. I said, Lord, you got a hold of that person already. And in a few hours, that person was uh, baptized. Why? Because they hear the word. They're not just to hear a Chinese voice. They hear the voice behind that voice. They hear the message of that hour. It's that word. It's the message. It's the word of a God revealed in this hour. That catch a person's heart. That transforms a person's life. 
There's nothing better to bring that word, to bring that message in the hands of the, the people. Then you think about when the Lord started doing things and He do wave after wave after wave. And the Lord sometimes used to the people maybe just once. And He never used them again. But it doesn't mean that the work of the Lord, even without that person, the work of the Lord cannot go along. You know God doesn't need you. Yes. You know God doesn't need me. God doesn't need a man named Murphy. God can raise up many other people to do this. But what a privilege the Lord gave it to us. What a privilege that the Lord gave it to Crawford our Bible way. He doesn't have to use you. He doesn't have to even use to anybody that in covered our Bible way. But God used those people. That when we humble enough, yield ourselves to that, then you saw the work of a God we're pushing forward. What a privilege that the Lord gave it to us. I pray the Lord, don't let that privilege never become a lesser. Don't let that privilege will be deprived from us. Lord, we want to do that. You take the zeal of it. I take the passion of it. You take the love of God. We push the word of God forward. If we ever lose that, and then we lose the whole key of it. Then it become a job. Then it become just work. Then it become just a duty. I have to do it. There is no love of it. I'll give you a quote about that. Then I was thinking about in the, you know, for years we've been having translators doing this works. But you know, sometimes the God used them, but the people never realize how privileged they are. And then they try to seeking other position. I was so thankful that Verde Tim was mentioned this morning. He was speaking about everybody recognize your own position. God give you a position. That's the most precious thing. Even God give you a spot. If God give you the spot, even you're not a translator, you're not a proofreader. If you're not a minister, if you're not a deacon, you're not a whatever position you're in. You sit in your spot. That spot is the privileged spot. Then God put you in there. Then you say amen to word of a God. Then you're supported the word of God by your prayer. If you don't have a two penny robber together, you use your prayer. That's the most precious thing that you can do. But you know that sometimes the people doing that, that they didn't recognize that they go their different way. And they try to seek in more higher position. What they're thinking will be higher position. They try to seek into the position, they think it was more beyond, more beyond the front, more be this and that. But I'm thankful to those people behind the scene. I never know. You never heard their name. You never even see them. Instead of they try to come and, hey, look at me, look at me. They always push people that you come in before. You go that. Let them come behind it. I love those people. I appreciate those people. I believe God will love those type of people. And then I pray, and then I believe that God will rise up to the young people too. And then let me just tell you, you know, for the, for all the translation works, we haven't been done hundreds after hundreds. But Lord also raised up the young people. And I was thinking among us to doing that. You know, sometimes the Lord is doing things you never, in the beginning, you never saw, you never see how miraculous the Lord is working. But after year and after year, it really starts to reveal to you. You know, I was thinking about all these students that are coming from China. 
Jason, Mary, and Tiffany, and a different one. And they're all coming, and Jeriah, and a different person, uh, Sarah. There's many of those uh, students that are coming to you. When they're coming, we're thinking, oh, they're just coming for the school. They're taking the, uh, the blessing. They're uh, trying to go to the BCA, try to study, and come to the church. And it was... Uh, to be a part of the congregation, and the Lord uh, uh, changed them. But then give it a few years, you find out they start to do the work. Amen. Then I was thinking, what a miracle working God that is. Amen. A lot of the time we're thinking, you know, we try to uh, feed them, or we try to uh, help them, accommodate them, uh, this and that. Sometimes, well, I won't say that's a burden, but sometimes it is a burden. But you see, after a few years, when you see them grow up, then it turned out to be a blessing. And then, uh, the Jason started to do the translating. Right now he's, uh, with, uh, uh, with Abraham. He was up there and doing the translation. A lot of the time we're never even thinking about it. And then after, uh, you know, all the, you know, you know just uh, recently, I started thinking about that. I said, God, how marvelous you are. And then they're coming and just, uh, study and now they become a little translator. They cannot do the full time, but they can only, but by the program that Brother Cobus uh, that's designed, they can translate uh, one sentence today. And then they can translate another two sentences tomorrow. And they gave it a few months, there was one, one message. One word of a God that can change a person's life. And now the Jason's doing it, and the Mary's doing it. And then in China, and then a little Esther's doing that. I, I was forgot. I, next time I want to, sh- I want to Esther to bring that, uh, Bible that we had. Just in the last uh, few months. Then Esther was out of work. And the brother, it turned out, everything, what, what is that scripture said? Everything works good for those people that love him. Amen. And in that a few months, I told Esther, I said, Esther, can you help me out to find out all the discrepancies between the Union Bible and the King James Bible? Then she went back home, worked day and night. The whole Bible, next time I let her show you, was marked yellow, red, blue, and everything. The whole Bible was marked. And after it had done, and the, the correction in the New Testament, that's about 11,000. In the Old Testament, there is about 23,000. The missing ver- missing places, word or verses that are missing in the New Testament is about 1,200. In the Old Testament, there is about 1,600. That was missing. And she done all the work from the morning to night without the work, without getting paid, just volunteered her, just something burning in the heart. Lord, I want to do something for the Lord. Those are the unsung heroes. Men might not recognize it, but God recognizes it. And then there is a believers in China. The cherry, the daisy. That's a name, that's not a fruit. <laughs> and there's a, uh, there's a, a sister shoot or the different people, the brother Nathan, the brother Davis, the daughter, sister Weiwei, and all of them, they can all use the program, the brother Cobus was the design, sentence by sentence by sentence by sentence. 
And then they can, after they're done, and they put all this uh, together, and Jason helped to upload it, and put on a message hub. And just in the last months, this is only 2019 January, there was about a 24 message was uploaded. That's almost, that's, last year we only do 20, but this year, just one month, we uploaded almost 24 messages. This is all behind the scene. And after that, and I couldn't go to China right now. You probably know the reason. But I'm so thankful to the Lord. I can sit down and record the message. And just in the last months, I recorded about the 12 messages. But somebody gonna need to editing it. So I give it out to Jason, then I give it to my son, and they start to editing it. And then I give that to Sister Susie, and then her son Andy, and then they start to do all the editing. And almost two days, every two days, there was one message pump out, there was one message pump up. What a wonderful God that we serve. I'm so thankful for the team. Sometimes we don't even know that. We were thinking, we try to push it, we try to push it, it never worked. But as God's time come, God will never delay His work. If you don't mind, I was just sharing a little subject over here. I try to get as uh, uh, done as soon as I can. Brother Bram said in the Smyrna church age, I'm oh, sorry, in the Thyatira church age, he said, I know your love, service, faith, and patience. He said, you will notice that their love is placed between works and service. And that is the right place for it. Because without love, our works are not accepted before God. And neither is our service. You know, God can use a person. God can use a person, maybe uh, for a certain type of work. But if that person doesn't have a love to do that work, to have the zeal, have the passion to do that work, it all becomes just a duty. When we talk about a passion and, and the love, it doesn't mean that the tears are coming out. It doesn't mean so that you try to, you know, you scream, you shout, you do everything that you can to show that. Sometimes the love of God just show behind the computer. Sometimes the love of God that a person to it is not about a shotgun just one time, but year after year after year, they're faithful. They're in that position. They're due to the work. Never showed up many. Never many people know. Sometimes we wonder if God does know that God do know that. That is called the love of God. By their action, they show that's the love of God. It's not just the way they, they are, it's not just the work for them. It's not just the duty for them. But it's the love for them. It's the love of God that is in them. And that they try to do this work of the Lord. Only when a person who has the love of God, then they can have the zeal, can have the drive in them. Then they, they will not complain. They're just constantly doing that. Only if the love of God be in the person, then that person can be perseverant. It's not just the one day, just two days, but you saw them day after day, month after month, year after year. They're doing the same thing without any complaint. What drives them to do it? The love of God drives them to do that. Amen. But Abraham said that they did their works 
out of the love of God that was shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Ghost. That love in their heart was God's love for His own. You know, when God give us a love, it's not like the love of this world. And what shows God's love? Brother said in Smyrna Church Age, he said, uh, His love is an elective which He had for us before the foundation of the world. The election shows His love to us. And then how shall I prove my love to Him? By believing what He said and by conducting myself with joy amidst the trials that He in His wisdom allows to come to pass. How do we show our love? In the trials, in the difficulties, and in the boring daily walking. Do you think the walking with God excitement? Sometimes it is, but a lot of the time it's just boring. A lot of the time just reading a scripture. A lot of the time just listening to a message without any revelation come, but you keep doing it. A lot of time you just come into the service. You try to keep your eyes open, your eyes are just fighting to get in sleep. Even right now some of you doing that. <laughs> I won't call the name. nothing to do with your spiritual walk you love the Lord you know that Amen. I love the Lord I know that sometimes we're tired sometimes we try to serve the Lord it seems like nothing going to work it out but the love of God is shed abroad in us Lord Lord I still love you no matter if it work it out or don't work it out the love of God is in me Lord I believe you no matter if this is for me or this is against me but I love the Lord I'm past, I'm going through this I'm pressing on in this Love of God is not just every time thrill. Love of God is not just every time to try to, the Lord seems like entertaining you, give you some flashing things to excite you, to make you, make you jump it up. A lot of the time of walking with the Lord is just bow your head, just keep pressing on. That love will drive you to that. Thy love will make you not try to seek entertainment. Thy love will drive you not to come into the church, try to finding something that was new, that was flashing. You come into the church, Lord, transforming me. Lord, I'm sitting on my spot. Lord, don't I know sometime that maybe the preaching of the word, it doesn't just go passing me, but Lord, in my heart, I know I love you. In my heart, that love received the word of God. And many times, it's the love of God send us to trial. It's the love of God send us to the difficulty. What is it for? It's to let that love of God to be manifested. If we depend on our love to God, that love don't work very well. That love will very soon will be fading away. But if we wait by the love of Christ, that is shattered abroad, that upon what is in us, that love will become a driving power. That love is not just a, a effectual, or I don't know if that's the word. It's not just a, the, the, the human love. 
But that love is the one we're in the trials, in the difficulty, that in the daily walk with the Lord, sometimes it's just a drought, sometimes it's just a dry, but you keep faithfully doing that. Sometimes you do, you wonder why I doing that. It's not your love. But it's the love of God that dwells in you. That love of God will push you on. That love of God, when you're facing that, though you don't know how to get out of that, but that love of God just lets you pressing on. You know you're like that, the little color man like Moses. He said, well, if Lord sent me, let me say, say to me, if you let me go through the wall. He said, I will walk over there because when I get there, Lord will make a wall for me to walk it through. That is the love of God can do. That is not a human love. That's why you saw so many people just have the human love to the Lord. That's why when they walk a little while, they never see them anymore. That's why some people, they just have the fashion in the pants. They're doing something, and then you never see them doing it anymore. Why? Because there is no driving love that is in them. But if there's a driving love that is in that person, it will make that person year after year, year after year. They're faithfully following the Lord. Love is a power. Love is not just forbidden you not to do wrong. But love is a power to keep you from doing wrong. Love is not because it is my duty I have to do it. But love will become a willingful service that to the Lord. And that love is not just a spoiling love. That's why God will see us that in the difficulty, that in the trials... It's not just to try to end the trials that we, we try to find the comfort. Try to ask the Lord to coming down. But it's to that, that love of God to be really show forth. Because when we push to the end, when our strengths are coming to the end, when our coming to the end of our trip or even the crossing, in the crossing the road, we seem like no light is going to come in. That is the testing time if that love of God still in you. But if that's the love of God, is in that person, no matter what trials, what difficulties they went through, every time they were brave through that. Amen. But Abraham said, he said, I want to give a warning right here. It says, concerning the last days, that because of abounding iniquity, the love of many will, wa- will wax cold. In the Laodicea, or last age, self-love and love for material things would take the place of the true love of God. He said we need to guard against the power of sin in this last days. So many are getting so hard because they haven't realized the effect of this last day spirit. He said it is a time to draw nigh to God and to let Him fill our lives with His love. Or we will feel the coldness of the last day church and reject the truth of God which alone is able to help us. No matter how you try to gather your love, that love, even you can generate a certain love and in a certain situation, convince yourself or try to go through that, try to press it on. But that love won't last, won't last very long. But if the love of God would drop into the person, that's a seed that every time when they're facing impossible situation, that love of God will always bring them through. That love of God can only come from the truth of God. 
And the only truth of God is the message of this hour. He said, He said, or we will feel the coldness of the last day church and reject the truth of God, which alone is able to help us. No other thing can help us but a word in this hour. If you deviated from the message of this hour, you deviated from the love of God. If you keep true, keep yourself in the right path of this message in this hour, you are in the right path that in the love of Christ. And the love of God, and it will never, no tribulation, no trials, no sickness, no height, no low, no principality, nothing will separate us from the love of Christ. If there's a love of a man, everything, anything was separated from us. But if there's a love of a Christ, nothing will separate us from that. The really things that they give us love is only the truth of this hour. Brother Bramah said, and now watch, hold that in your mind. Sometimes you don't know what compassion means. Friend, he said that the He said, they don't understand the heavenly things. He said, we don't. See, compassion is to do the will of God. He said, not a sympathy. There's a lot of difference between sympathy and compassion. He said, uh, just like love. Love comes in two categories. He said, we know that one, the two Greek words, one of them is agapo, and the other one is filial. The filial love is earthly, like friendship. Agapo love is of above. He said, a filial love is what you have for your wife, your children. That's filial. Now, if someone in, insults your wife, that kind of love would make you kill him. The man that insulted your, your wife, that's filial. But agapo love would make you pray for his lost soul. That is really God's love. It's beyond the human being that they can reach. The filial love, he said, that it can make a person to uh, kill the other man if he tried to insult your wife. But he said that a gospel love would make you pray for his lost soul. I think we, every one of us, we can, de- we want to demanding more of those gospel love. The real godly love. Is always to keep his word. The real godly love is always have a zeal and a passion for his word. And you see, if we try to keep true to the word, if we try to keep ourselves in the word, and every time you find out it failed, because oh, we try to get up our strengths and try to be able to do that, this flesh will every time will drag you down. But by the love of God or the love of Christ, by we receiving the word, you will find out every time when you think this is impossible for me to do. And don't worry, when a situation rises up, every time when a situation, when environment has come, you will always be overcoming. Why overcoming is not because of you, but because of that love of Christ that's living in you. Brother, I'm talking about one testimony. The brother Krauss, he said he's a real Christian. He tried to he go to um, all robbers, try to ask him to pray for him, but a sickness doesn't get healed. Then he even go to a brother Branham, and uh, just nothing come. Then his uh, 
Uh, God, this uh, sickness is going to die. And the brother said, he said, he said this uh, brother Kraus, before he go to the operation room, because he might not uh, come out of it, because even the doctor don't want to operate it on him. And he said, dear God, you know I love you. I've done everything I know to do. But now, if it's my time to come home to you, he said, I'm ready to come. But I love you. He said, my last word to you is, I love you. And you know my heart that I love you. He said, he went down to the operation. And the doctor kind of hesitated a little bit to do it. But after the operation was performed, he woke up and he said, the whole entire room was light up by the glory of God. And the doctor couldn't even understand how quickly and what happened. He said, when love has been projected and come to its end, Sovereign grace stepped in and took his place. He will do it every time. That's God's nature. He can do nothing else for anybody. But when you really, truly love him, loving him is not just a mystic thought, but I mean in your heart, he becomes dear to you. When the love come to an end of his strength, when he have nowhere to go, when the person don't even know how to do, but if you still love him, seems like the reasoning, the imagination, everything that in your mind tell, this is impossible. But because of you love him, though yourself, your reasoning, maybe tell you the different things, but that sovereign grace is at the end of the trip, you will always take it over. And God, whenever He do things, many times, is only when it come to an end. When you come to the strength, end of your strength, end of your own ability, that's the time that God show His sovereign grace. And as I said, the love of God is also a keeping power. It will keep you from doing wrong. Brother Bram said in the love, 1956, then he said, there's a person, I'll ask her, Brother Branham. He said, he used to be in the Baptist church. Someone and keep asking, Brother Branham, you think it's wrong to smoke? You think it's wrong to drink? He said, I wrote a little answer in my Bible. I had to answer the man. I said, don't ask me foolish questions. Make this up in your mind. If you love the Lord with all your heart, you won't smoke. True. Or chew or drink any shine. That still holds good tonight. If you love him, though you could do it and get by with it, you wouldn't do it anyhow. If this is your own love, every time you will do it. But by believing the word, you give your whole heart to it by the love of Christ that is shed abroad, that in your heart, that love is a keeping power will keep you from doing wrong. That love is also a power to take the want out of you. And you never desire to do those things. That is the love of God is a power to make a person quit smoking, quit drinking, quit lusting, quit doing all of things. It's not because, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that. But it's the love of Christ that makes a reality to that person. And that that person don't want to do that. 
We're talking about, oh, let the Lord take the want out of me. How do let the Lord take the want out of me? When you keep believing the word, love the word, that love will make that want out of you. Because in your heart, you only love the Lord. There's no other place that in your heart we're giving for those things. That in your heart is only one thing left. That is the love of God that's living in your heart. When that love is growing, but you're receiving the word. And then that love will crowd it out, everything else that in your life. But Abraham said that the Christian loves the Lord. And he loves him in such a way. There's a nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Paul said that neither death, sorrow, neither peril, or in imprisonment or anything can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. God's love is not a try to just forbidden you to do the wrong thing. Man's love can make a, we can speak, the man's love can love the enough said, don't do that. That's going to hurt you. Don't do this. This is wrong. This is not right. But if a person to have that the love of God to living in you, that a couple love to living in them, that in their heart that they have nothing in them, try to do things that is wrong, even give them an opportunity that they wouldn't do the wrong. Why? Because the love of God will keep them from doing all things that are wrong. That's why the Christian government cannot a governing person. No matter how you try to say, don't do that or don't do that, if it's just by the governing, try to do, it won't work. The more you try to forbid him to do wrong, the more he wants to do wrong. Because in the flesh, the people wants to do wrong. But if we can preach the word enough, they realize that that's not right. But if they can, a person can become so desperate, say, Lord, that, that the love of Christ to drop in me. Lord, I try to repent. I try to not to do this. But every time I try to do more, it seems like the sin just become more multiplied. You know what you need? You need the love of God to be dropped in you. And the love of God can only come from the Word of God. In this hour, when God revealed the Word to us, it's not just to reveal the doctrine to us, but to reveal the love of Christ to us. The message is Christ, and Christ is a love. If you really receive Christ, you receive the love of God. And then he become a personal to you. But Abraham said, what the church is lacking is a divine love. I don't mean affectionate love for one another. I mean the agapo love, the godly love. And have it so richly in your heart until you just love the Lord and everything. You just take His word for it. What is the display or what is the uh, evidence of this uh, this godly love? He said you just take His word for it. A true godly love makes a person to believe every word that He said. He said you don't mistrust Him. He said, filial love is intellectual. Agapo love comes from the heart. He said, a godly love doesn't question. Human love reasons, but godly love doesn't. It's a perfect in its trust. It just produces faith when you really love. 
It said the love is a powerful force. He will run the woman, the mother, right into the flame of fire after her baby. If she knows she's plunging herself to death, there's nothing more strong than love. Love will make you trust. He said the love has no fear. What makes fear is a lack of confidence. If you lack confidence, it will make you fear. You see, you take example for a person. If this person is a skillful person in a certain trade, they have a confidence to their skill. You let a newcomer and he do certain things, and he will never know how to do, and he might mess it up. Then he lack of confidence because he doesn't have the skill. But a person who is a tradesman, then he knows exactly what he's doing. You let me to uh, fooling around with the electric, I'll get shocked. And every time I touch that wire, I'm the, I try to, is this gonna, gonna electricity in there? You let Brother Sam's go over there. He doesn't even probably need a glove to just go on to the high voltage pole. Uh, I hope it's not okay. He doesn't even care because he knows it so well. He had a confidence to what he's doing because he's so skillful. And some people they have a lot, they have a confidence. It's because uh, they have a strong will. They can do certain things and you know this is going to work. If I just pressing through, it will work. It doesn't matter. But you see, for a Christian, we don't build our confidence on our skill. We don't build our confidence on how many years I'm in a message. We don't build up a confidence that, uh, you know, how I, I attend into the church, I pay my tithes, I do this, I do that. We don't build our confidence on that. We don't build our confidence on how many quotes that we can quote, how many memory, how many uh, scriptures that we can remember. We don't build our confidence on that. We build our confidence only on one thing. God chose me to be his son and his daughter. That is the election proof that is God's love. That is the only foundation we build our confidences on. Is that how well I did? How much things I do for the Lord? How much I done this? How much I done that? Lord, look at me. No, look at Lord how much you done for me. You choose me. You are elected unto me to be the son and daughter of God. You reveal the word to me. You change my life. Though I'm not what I use, though I'm not what I want to be, I'm not what I will to be, but I'm not what I used to be. Who did that? The election of God has done that. That is the foundation of a Christian. That's our foundation of our confidence. Lord, because of your choosing, I know you will never fail me. Because of your election, I know you will never leave me. Though I go through this, I go through this before, but you take me out of that. Because of the election of God, you will bring me out of this again, again, and again. There's nothing gonna separate us from the love of Christ. That is our confidence is all. If He gives His Son to us, there's nothing going to take us from the love of a Christ. And that the confidence is built on the love. The love of a Christ. And you know the love of a Christ. Or we'll say the love can only be built on 
the revelation. How can you love him without he reveal himself to you? He just become another figure. He just become another figure in the denomination to you. Just another doctrine. Just another conversion from the one church to another. It doesn't work. He has to be himself, reveal himself personally to you. Then he become a dear to you. It's not you speaking the tongue, you see a vision, you saw the dream. But you're pressing on. You ask the Lord to come in. You, re- you give yourself to the Lord. Reveal yourself to me. Let this not become just a paper. Let this not just become a word, word on the pages. But Lord, reveal yourself to me. Become a dear that in my heart. Reveal yourself, your life to me. So that my nature can be totally transformed. When he become a dear to you, you have a confidence to him. It's not just a preacher trying to yielding to you, but he become a personal God to you. Isn't that in a new birth? I think I brought a time the last time to quote that of the Christ the mystery of God. What is that? Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ to become a personally to you. He reveal himself to you. It's not just he, he jumping in the vision that it was a hair like Jesus with a robot and everything. It's not just that you saw the vision, you saw the dream. He coming into you, your nature changed. It's not you speaking tongue or whoever, your nature changed. Your love changed. Your body still the same body. Your reasoning still the same reasoning. Your imagination still the imagination. But something down here. Something in your heart changed. Something in your heart can come before the Lord. Lord, I love you. No matter what happened in my bottom of my heart, I love the word of God. I love my Jesus. You might go through the testing time. You might go through the dark hour. You might go through the things that you don't understand. But something down in our heart is got a hold of you. Then nothing will separate you from the love of a Christ. Love can only build on the Holy Ghost revelation. Jesus has become a personal to you. And revelation can only build on one thing. The Word of God. Revelation cannot build on anything else. It must be strictly the Word of God. The divine truth that God gave it to us. But as the brother Tim was saying this morning, how many years we have the divine truth? We have thousands of years of the divine truth. We have 2,000 years of this is the Bible. But what is it? And the word comes only to the prophet. Christ is mystery of God. The word prophet means a revealer of the divine written word. That's why we want to get a message to every corner of this world, to the world. That's why we want to put a message in the people's hand. Because this is the only revealer of the divine written word. There's no other things can reveal the word to a person, but only by the prophet. He's the only revealer of the divine truth.
in a desperation. But Abraham said, I believe the reason we don't have a desperation is because it's a lack of love. God, the love of God. We're not lacking of a human love. We have a lot of those. We're not lacking of effectual love that we have a lot of in this world. But what we're lacking of is the love of God. I think that the love of God will cause a desperation. He said the only way that you can have faith is have a love first. If you don't have a love, you can't have faith. He said when we have a genuine love, what does it do? It pushes our faith out on the battlefront for God. Genuine godly love for God and for His Word and for His people will push faith out there. He said, if a man loves me, he will keep my word. The evidence of a love is the person keep the word of a God. Whatever the word of a God said, I'll do. He said, now you can't keep his word without having faith in what he said. He said, you see, if he loves God, then he keeps God's word. If he said, I'm the Lord that heals thee, he believes that. Love makes him believe it because the love dominates it. He said, though I speak in tongue of man and angel, have not love, is nothing. Though I have a faith to move mountains and have not love, is nothing. He said, love dominates all, because God is love, a God of love. If we do receive the God, if we truly receive His Word, and we do have the love of God living in you, that you are possessing that, you know, many times the love will make the people do the strange things. But you see, it's only when you're in that environment or the situation that can show how powerful that love is. If just going on like this, everything's smooth, everything's normal, you won't give it a testing of the power of the love. But when you come to it at a point, when you have the children... That you come to the point of so rebellious that you don't know what to do. The human love, you are, you are, you used up all your human love. You used up all your parental love. You don't know how can you do that anymore. Then you change the love, jump from your love to the love of God. It's not something that you know, but it was almost like a make a switch. And it's something, you try to say harsh, you try to do this, you try to do that, but something in your heart don't allow you to do that. What is that? That's the love of God that it manifested in that person. Then that love of God, when they come to the end, and then the sovereign grace start to take it over. You will find out that the changing, the changing of the heart, the changing of the children, is that how you try to love them. But it's the love of God to be manifested in your life. Lord, I don't know how this is going to be solved. But Lord, I love your word. Because your promise is the only thing I hang my soul on. Lord, I believe you. I commit it in your hand. It's going to be done. When to be done, I don't know. But it's going to be done. Then you find out you stuck on your chest. Then you come to the church with a smile on. When there's a something life that is coming from the love of a God. Yeah. 
That will twist the devil's arm. That will make the devil lose this grip on your children. Something happened to you. And something will happen to your children. Because that love is a power that will twist the devil's arm. Twist the devil's arm. So that you take your hands out of my property. Because that's God's property. When your life show the love of God was so powerful, that love of God will change the whole situation. If a man loves me, he will keep my word. You can't keep his word without having faith in what he said. But he said the love makes him believe it because the love dominates all. That applies to your family. That applies to any situation that you have. Whatever difficulties that you have, that love is a dominating power. I hope you understand me. Not your human love. Human love won't do that. No matter how you try to do to your children, no matter how you try to love this or love that, that won't work. But let the love of God to be really manifested in you. Not just a filial love, but it's an agape love. It's not just I love that, I have to love that, I have. You let that love drop in you, you will love your enemy. Sometimes your enemy is in your house. Some of your enemy is your loved one. Then it becomes the enemy to you. That's the most thing you want to get rid of. But if you have that love in you, that love will become a dominating power. Nothing is going to overcome that. When divine love comes to his hand, the prophet said, sovereign grace stepped in and took his place. He will do it every time. If your motive are right, your alternative are right, if you have a divine love and belief, walk forward, doubting nothing. When it comes to look like the end of the road has come, then sovereign grace takes over then. Let me wrap it up over here. The prophet said, and God projecting his love. He said, under the law, he talked about his wife. He said, I know I'd be divorced when I come back. You probably know the story. He said, I go out. He said, I'm not doing like, uh, like the law said. Hey, Miss, Miss Branham, you don't flirting with other men. You know, that when I come back, if you do that, you will be a divorced woman. He said, then the, uh, Mr. Uh, Miss Branham will take his Aleppo. said, uh, my good man, if you outside, you shall not have another woman. If you do that, when you come home, you will be, uh, become a divorced man. He was talking about really that story. He said, under the law, I know I'd be divorced when I come back. If I went out with someone else, I'd be a miserable man. But if I was over there, no matter what that kind of a condition I was in, and I knew that I could cheat on her and come back and tell her, and she would forgive me for it, I still wouldn't do it. Is it by his own power? Or is this by the love of Christ? I wouldn't have hurt her for nothing. No, sir. If I know she said, Bill, I understand. I forgive you. He said, I couldn't look her in the face. I think too much of her. If a man's love 
can do that to his wife. What about the love of God that he dropped into that person? You will never want to do anything to hurt him. You don't want to do anything that to displease him. You will do everything that you can. You try to please him. You might be trapped into the mistake. You might be trapped into to the temptation. But every time when you come out, it's almost like a kill you. And then you repented quickly. That still, that doesn't mean that the love of God is not even in you. That just means the love of God is in you multiplied. Because you don't want to do anything that displeasing Him. A person to do that, like a brother Bram to do to his wife. Why is that? Because the wife become a personal to him. That's his wife. He love her. It's just like a Christ become a personal to you. You love him. He become a personal. Everything you think is about him. Lord, should I do this? Lord, what is your will about this? Why? He become a personal. He become a dear to you. When Christ become a dear to you, He become the only focal point in your whole life. If the love of Christ is living in you, it will keep you from unbelief. If the love of Christ is in you, it will keep you from a worldly entertainment. If the love of Christ is living in you, it will keep you from a TV, social media, all those things. It's not because that we try to preach, don't do that. If the love of Christ living in you, it will keep you from all those things. God gave His children to us. They live in the message home. They was born in the message home and raised up in the message home. That's also the love of Christ. It's that love of Christ is to protect them. And you and me, we are the reflection of that. If we rela- if we just reflected the human love, any person that in this world can do that. Not any, very few. But still, that exists. Some people, even they don't believe the Lord, they still can love their children with all their they can. They still can go with the ball game with their children and go to travel with them and talk to them and this and that. But it's take the love of God to really hold them, to really keep them. And we are the reflection of it. And children, if you recognize it's the love of God to that you're born in a message home, you won't do anything to hurt not your parents, but hurt the Lord. Because they are only the reflection of the love of Christ. How we teach our children, Lord, let the love of God make manifest, become a personal and a reality to them. When that happens, they don't need the governing. The love of God is the governing force in their life. That's why Brother Bram said, what is a new birth? It's the revelation of Jesus Christ personally to you. Just let me see a little story here. I was contemplating, should I say this or not? But I think I'm going to say this. I hope you understand it in the right way. 
Does every husband love their wife? Is there some problem here? <laughs> I'm sure every husband will love their wives. And I love my wives too. Probably more than you love your wives. I'll tell you how. And one time, the musician can come. And one time I was, uh, this is a long time ago. Uh, I was just uh, married. And uh, I was working in Hong Kong. And uh, my, uh, my wife is in, in Shenzhen. That time Hong Kong still belonged to the British. And uh, my wife cannot cross the border to see me. So I have to cross the border every week. I did a weekend to, to go to uh, see my wife. And so the, when we was uh, just married, we were young and we don't know very much. But we have a love. We love each other. She loved me. And I love her. You know, it's only the love will drive you. If you lost the love, it become a duty. It become a work. It become really boring. It becomes something you try to get rid of and you dare not to get rid of. It's something you try to escape and you dare not to escape. But if it's a love, you can't wait to see them. You know, that's the relationship between the bridegroom, heavenly bridegroom, and an earthly bride. And every day, every weekend, I'm looking forward to the time to come and cross the border to see my wife. I work from a Monday to Saturday morning. And a Saturday is my happiest day. I go to the work, I change my clothes, and already ready to go. And I work on a Saturday morning, and at 12 o'clock, right on the time, bam, I'm out of the office. I'm get on a train, I'm going to, I'm going to see my wife. That's my happiest hour I ever have. And because the whole week I was boring. With all the works and everything. And at one time I crossed the border. At that time, you know, I phoned my wife. I said, uh, honey, I'm going to see you. Well, she said, oh, don't come. He said, I heard there was a pouring rain here. He said that it was a flooded. The whole city was a flooded. I said, well, it doesn't matter. I said, I, I want to see you. I, I just come anyway. So I was getting on a train. It was a pouring, pouring. It used to be. You, you have to go across the border. You know how hard it is because thousands of thousands of people from Hong Kong cross the border and try to go to Shenzhen. Some go for business and some go for fun. Some go for drinking because drinking is way cheaper over there. And some go for their mistress because a lot of the people there, they have their mistress. But I go for my wife. Different people have a different purpose. I give you a spiritual meaning out of that. So that I get on a train. But this day was a special day because not very many people on the train. Because it was a pouring rain. And I was on a train. I was, the train was a crossing. And going there, I saw people get off the station. People get off the station. Not very many people left. I said, wow, this is great. Do you know that spiritually speaking, a lot of time is like that? Whenever there is a little hardship song, that shows the people they really love the Lord or not. Whenever there's a little trials that's coming, that really shows, do they have the love of Christ living in them? Or is their human flesh of love? I try to push him forward. The testing time is to test the love of Christ. And I crossed the border. I was going there to get off the train. It was almost like a horse race. And everybody jumped off the train. I was running, putting my backpack. I was young then. I still can run. So I crossed the border. And again, when I get in there, I look at it. My goodness. It's literally the whole city was flooded. 
of just water everywhere. The train station there, it was the lowest point. And then I said, I'm not, how am I going to do this? So and, uh, then I said, well, I promised my wife I'm going to come for her. And uh, so I said, I'm going to see my wife. So I roll up on my pants. I started wading through the water. And I'm wading through, and I'm wading through. The water got deeper and deeper. And so the, my pants is getting higher and higher. Finally, I can't roll up anymore. And I said, well, what am I going to do? But now you saw those people, uh, very few people yeah. was there. Because those people, when they're facing that, they said, well, well, I said, this is normal. Why? Because they're only for drinking. They only go to that city for their lovers, for their mysteries. They're not going there for their real beloved wife. So that they can only go so far that they cannot go any further. Do you saw many message believer? I'm talking about a message believer. They can only go so far. When it comes to the point they cannot go down anymore, it shows their groom is not their heavenly groom. But I got a wife I'm going to say. You know that our God, that is coming down in this age, He's not just seeking for a lover. He's not seeking for a mistress. He's not seeking for a one night stand. He's seeking for her own, His own queen. He's seeking for His wife. And He promised that He will come. And He will come. And no matter how difficult it is, no matter how trials is going, He promised that He will come for you. Don't let a little trials, a little difficulty, a little misunderstanding, little do-understanding just stumble you. Go forward. God has a promise, pressing on. Keep waiting for Him. He will come when time is served. That is getting deeper. I couldn't even, I couldn't even walk. I saw the many people, they just go back. Those people from Khan, they just go back, they just go back. But you see, there's something driving me. I'm a new married couple. I love my dear wife. I haven't seen her for a long time. Whole week, I want to see her. Nathan and Rachel, just for a few days, you will, you will be different people. It's the love that the drive. Only love can drive you on. Only the love of a Christ can make you serve Him year after year, month after month. It's the what? The work between the work and the service. There's a what in the beginning I quoted? Love in between. Only love can drive a person. Then I, I cannot have waited through. It is my coming. Maybe I should go back. But I said, no, I promised my wife. I'm going to come no matter how deep that water is. You know what? I put my backpack on top of me. I like a sea otter. I started swimming. I started backstroke and backstroke. And then I put it on my back. I started freestyle. I do everything that I can. Why? Because I want to see my wife. It was a muddy water. It was become a whole lake, the city. And I was just striving. I was just striving. I was just swimming. I catch my breath. I was almost drowning. And I saw there was a guy with a... First I thought it's a boat, but what is coming near is a best tub. There was a guy in the best tub. He was a paddling. He was a paddling. I said, oh my goodness, finally somebody will come to save me. 
As I was driving, I tried to grab that. Then he said, don't, don't, don't grab me. I said, I'm drowning. I said, no, no, no. He said, give me 50 bucks. I said, you must be kidding me. I said, buddy, I'm dying. I'm catching my breath. 50 bucks? 10. And it wouldn't, believe it or not, it wouldn't budge. Then he paddled it away. And I'm thinking, my goodness, this guy is crazy. But you know, when trials is going so deep, you think somebody gonna help you? You help yourself, my buddy. There's nobody gonna help you through the trial. But that love of Christ will drive you through. You try to find a man to help you, it won't work. You try to find a woman to help you, it won't work. If you try to find a psychologist to help you, it won't work. You try to find some successful marriage and this and that, it won't work. Nothing is going to help you. But only the love of Christ that will help you in your deepest hour. And my whole backpack was a... Was a wet on my wallet. It was a wet on my everything was wet. By that time, you don't those things doesn't mean anything to you. Only my wife's mean a lot to me. Then something was driving me, and I was just a backstroke from a one street to another, from a one street to another. I don't care. People are laughing at me. People was laughing, was mocking. They said, this guy is crazy. What is this guy doing? Just give him 10 bucks, you know, and he will give you a ride. And I will, I'm too cheap to do that. <laughs> and I was swimming, I was swimming. You know, it's only when you're in the difficulty, in those times, money doesn't mean anything to you. If you really got a glimpse of a God, God's love. You are going to glimpse of Him. Christ become a reality. He become a dear to your heart. As the brother Brahma said, He become a personal revelation to you. It's not just a certain woman. It's just a certain lover. That's your wife. When He become your groom, He become your husband. He become a dear to you. There's nothing else that's important. There's nothing else that means anything to you. Only that Christ become a dear to your heart. When he becomes so dear to your heart, you do everything you can. You want to see him. You want to be with him. And something was driving me. And I swam and I swam. And finally I got to another shore. I thought I'm dying. But I'm so glad. I went to another shore. I walked all the way to the bus station. And I take the bus. And I went to see my dear wife. Let me say this to you, my dear brothers. If a human love can do that, just because of a marriage, and because she's my beloved, and I'm her beloved, what about the love of Christ? No matter what difficulties that you're going through, no matter how deep the water gets, no matter what trials, what a misunderstanding, what the oppression, what depression, whatever things that happen to your life. If you that that a Christ, the love of a Christ that is dropping in you, nothing is going to stop you. Nothing is going to stop him. Everything that in your heart, he is the only one that become dear to you. Then you think about it. He coming down from glory. Who are we?
Who are you? You are nothing. I am nothing. But He revealed the glorious truth to us. And that truth is the love of Christ in this hour. It's not something law tried to bind you. But it's the love of God. It's to bind you. It's the love of Christ that made a reality to you. Made a reality to me. When He promised, He said, I come for you. I will never forsake you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And He mean that. And He went through the humanity. He went through the flood. He went through everything. And He come down to our life. And He dropped out of the love of Christ in our heart. Is there anything that separated us from the love of Christ? If human love can do that, the love of Christ, is there anything can separate? You think about a scripture said, does tribulation, who can shall, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? Shall death? There's no depths, there's no principality, there's nothing is going to separate us from the love of Christ. You're thinking about all those things. It's not trying to pull you to hell. The tribulation, or this and that, that it was mentioned, the sickness, and the distress, the persecution, the famine. All of that is only have one purpose. Want to separate you from the love of Christ. It's not trying to separate you, let you don't love Him. But it's trying to separate His love from you. Do you understand that? It's not trying to separate you that makes you don't love Him. But it will separate you from the love of Christ. He had a love for you. But then the Christ said, there's nothing going to separate my love to you. When He loves you, He will love you all the way to the end. Things that might separate and make you, your love getting colder and colder. But there was nothing going to separate His love towards you. When you have that love living in you, when saying that your human experience may be coming, even coming to an end, when you love God, when you love Him, even coming to the end of the road, but don't you worry. The sovereign grace will take us into place. If we truly love Him, we see the love of God living in us. No matter what situation you're in, you will find out the sovereign grace will always take it into place. Let us stand. Can we sing that song, The Love of uh, a God? Let's sing from the court. Yeah.
precious Lord Jesus. Lord, that there's one day you become a dear to me, Lord. Lord, I'm sure every one of us, we can point it out to that one day in our life that you become a dear and a personal God to us. You used to be a God that's far away. You used to be a God that is other people's God. But Lord, now that God becomes our God. Lord, I just pray to let our people to even experience this more. No matter what situation they're in, that's the place that God ordained them to be in so that they can experience more love of Christ. Because that love of Christ can only when they're facing the oppression, when they're facing odd, then that love of Christ can rise up. Then every time it would take it is over, Lord. Every time you overcome the situation. Father, thank you. Lord, I just pray to let our people that are coming home, give them a safe journey back home. That the love of God become abundant in them. Especially in this age when the love of God become so rare. Lord, seldom to see the love of God. You see men's love. You see the filthy love. See the lust love that in the world. But seldom to see the love of Christ anymore. But the love of Christ only in this message of this hour. The love of Christ is still abounding that in the word of God. That revealed to us in this message in this time. Lord, I just pray you to help us to even experience you more. To let us walk closer to you. To let the love of God become so personal to each person. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we ask you that your presence be with us. That when we go, give us a safe journey home. Lord, protect each one of us. Lord, we know the road is slippery. But Lord, that the presence of God that hovered around us to be with us when we go back home. So that God even become more closer that when we go to sleep, that we go to reading the Bible, to pray, whatever we do. Lord, may this God draw near so that we can experience more in the reality way. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Let's sing the last verse again. Then we can dismiss you.
lovely he is. No wonder we can say that he's our beloved. You know, many times we, we're talking about the love. We're meditating about it. But you know, there's no one can really express what is the love of God is. But I believe uh, only the believer that know in our hearts, Lord, I do love you, Lord. I just pray the Lord that, that the love of Christ become more near to you, become more dear to you, become more reality to you. Let him not become just a word. Let him become a person to you. May the Lord bless you. Shake hands with each other. May the Lord bless you. Have this whole week. God bless you.